Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we help artists thrive spiritually, artistically, and in business from a kingdom perspective. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey, my friend, welcome to another edition of The Thriving Christian Artist podcast. I'm Matt Tama, your host, and super glad that you are here and super glad that I've got a new friend here with me who uh, has got a brand new book all about Christian art, Wayne Pascal from Jonesboro, Georgia. Wayne, so glad you're here, my friend. Welcome. Glad to be here, Tom. I'm glad to be here, Matt. Thank you so much for inviting me, and uh, I look forward to today. Absolutely, absolutely. So listen, for those folks that are just getting uh, to know you and, and what you do, why don't you kind of give us a little bit of the backstory of, of who you are and what you do creatively, and then we'll we'll jump into how this new book came about. Sure, sure. Well, immediately, I'm sure everyone can hear the accent. So let's <laughs> let's get that out of the way. <laughs> so I'm from the Caribbean. Uh, I'm from Trinidad and Tobago. That's that's what it's called. Yeah. So in the ch- in the chain of islands in the Caribbean, it's the last island way down at the bottom in the chain. Wow. So that's that's where I grew up. So I migrated to the United States. Uh, came here in, in my thirties. I was already an artist. I was an artist in Trinidad when I came here. I was already an artist, and so um, I went back to school eventually. Uh, got my degree and got a degree in psychology. And I'm going to talk about that a little later because I saw a lot of links between psychology and art. Mm. Um, uh, the kind of art that I have done in the past, I have I do a lot of paintings, drawings, pencil drawings. And that's how I started. I migrated from that to doing digital art. Um, Christian art has done a lot for me and has done a lot for other people who mm. uh, appreciated my art. Yeah. I love I love looking at the scriptures and trying to take what I read in the scriptures and see if I can make a, a visual representation of that. And, and, and that speaks loudly. That's wonderful. I'm interested, you know, 30 years old, a big life change. I mean, moving to a different country and that sort of thing. What was the catalyst for you deciding to move from your home country to the United States? And did you do that by yourself or did you have a family at that time? Or what what was that like? My wife and I, you know, we we just sold everything. We left in faith. There was a ministry opportunity first. It was in the the Virgin Islands, St. Thomas, uh, to be exact. And we did ministry there for a while. And then I went, we migrated over to the mainland, the United States. I had family in, in the United States, aunts and uncles in, in New York City. And that's, that was my motivation to move, move over. And then eventually, I felt I wanted to go back to school, which I did. And yeah. I'm glad I did. Yeah. So did you go to art school or just to get your uh, undergraduate, undergraduate degree or what? Just, yeah. Just a regular undergraduate degree, uh-huh. um, and so I. But I was already an artist, and even while I was in 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 college, I was doing art. I have a lot of drawings that I did, and I have for sale that I did while I was in the university there. So it was in Arkansas. Yeah. Wow! Wow! Cool. So you know, I think for a lot of artists, um, whether we know it or not, you know, God's calling us and leading us in our life. You know, we don't always realize it, and then sometimes there are these moments when our art and our relationship with the Lord converge and we're like, Oh, yes. you know, there's this, there's this moment. So what did yes. you have a moment like that or a, a season oh. of your life where you begin to understand that connection in a deeper way? 
Oh, I had a big moment. I had a big moment. So um, of the paintings I did, three of them really struck with people. And mm. up to this day, I, I can really figure out why. Because, you know, to us artists, when we do a piece of art, to us, it's a piece of art. But sure. it registers with people differently. And I realized that. So I did a piece of art called The Hem of His Garment. And it illustrated that story with the woman who had issue of blood. And she saw Jesus Christ. And she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. Yeah. And so I did this painting and um, and I put it up. I have it up on my website for sale. So uh, people, and I can tell you how many people, Matt, have appreciated that piece of art. I mean, people people have asked me to put it on their web websites, book covers, church bulletins. But there was one particular one. This I gotta tell you this. So um I got this email from Instagram, a direct message from this young lady. She was in her early 20s. Um, and she's telling me, she's telling me how much this piece of art, the hem of his garment, did for her. Wow. She said, when I saw it, I was struck with it. She said, mm. I was trying to make uh, decisions in my life. Um, she wanted to know what to do with her life. And when she saw that piece of painting, it registered to her. She said she knew about Jesus. She heard about this man who could do miracles. But what, what can he do for me? And when she saw this painting with the woman who had this issue of blood, it registered to her that she was like that woman. Mm. She was reaching out for Christ. Yeah, yeah. She was reaching out for him so she could just touch the hem of his garment. I was dumbfounded. And she called me. She called, She said, are you Wayne Pascal? I said, yes, I am. Is this really Wayne Pascal? Yes, I am. It is Wayne Pascal. And she and she just went off about this painting. And it, it then, it, it's, then it really struck to me, Matt, the power of uh the creations of our hands. We yeah. as artists, sometimes we just do things and it's just another piece of art yeah, because sure, sure. You know, we've been doing art for a long time, but there is so much power in, in especially Christian art. Yeah. There is so much power in it. I can so relate to you and just the kind of being dumbfounded. I remember the first time that I really kind of made that connection for myself. I've been making baskets, you may know for, for yes. years, years and years. And, um, when I moved to Asheville, North Carolina, I was at a gallery one time that was selling my work and they asked me to come do a, a demonstration one evening. And so I'm sitting there, I'm making a basket, I'm selling my work. And I was starting to do some, some sculptural things, which are a little more interesting. And, and a guy walks up to me in the gallery and he goes, oh, this gasp. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm looking around. And he says, it's like the hands of God are reaching out to me saying, I've got everything under control. Wow. And I was like, uh, yeah, totally. Yes. Like, <laughs> but you know, like yes. for me, I'm like, it's another yes. basket. Like it's, right. but God was in that moment. Right. And then, yes. yes. Yeah. So how did yes. that change for you? I mean, did it change the way you created or started to see your work or I mean, what was going on in you during that time? It, it did. It changed the way I saw my art. Now I started to really see my art as ministry. Mm. before it was just a hobby for me. I used it art mainly for myself to relax yeah. myself as a form of releasing stress, as a form of just relaxation. 
Sure. And, and yeah, and I did some, you know, Christian art and uh, hoping it will reach someone. But I didn't realize the power of it until this girl came and, and spoke that way to me and how it changed her life and motivated her to get closer to the Lord yeah. and to write her own book. She wrote her own book. She put the, the picture of, of the same hem of, it, hem of his garment on the cover of a book. Wow. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> now, Wayne, I'm, I'm interested for you because you've mentioned, you know, you're an artist, but you've also mentioned being in ministry. And I know that yes. there are people that, you know, are doing both of those things. I've always, I was in ministry and then I was an artist and now I'm kind of in uh business street, I guess you would say, you know, I have, I have an art business, but with ministry impact and that sort of thing. And a lot of people really struggle, you know, with that, like, well, if this is ministry, should I get paid for it? But I, but I got to make a living and all that. So I'm just interested for you, how you, you guys have navigated that in, in your own life as a working artist, but also with a calling from, from the Lord. That's, that's a good question. And I think we have a, a similar background, Matt. Yes, I was in ministry at one point in time. I was a pulpit minister for about seven years in Trinidad. Yeah, in Trinidad. Yeah. So I was a minister before before I came here, um, and and that I'm glad I had that as a background because that that gave me you know I have a sense of the script what the scripture sure, says. Sure. So when I go to do my art, I have an idea what I want to you know give a visual representation of. Um, I have found. And I think you mentioned this before. I have found a, a, a triangle that I use as a model to guide myself mm. through life concerning Christian art. Yeah. Let's flip the triangle and make it upside down. Yeah. So now the, up here we have God. Everything we're going to do is to honor God. Your art is to honor God, right? But one side of the triangle here is self. And the other side of the triangle here, others. Mm. Art is a ministry for others, but art is also for yourself. And I want to emphasize so this one right here. Yeah. Because I realize, Matt, that we as artists, whether Christian or not, should do art for ourselves first. Yeah. It's, it sounds kind of selfish, but let me explain. The self must come first. You should do art because you love it, because you want to do it. It does something for you. Yeah. That must come first before the I business. <laughs> so whether, the, whether the art sells or not, if it doesn't sell, at least you benefited from it. Mm. And let's look at David, David the psalmist. There is no other person I found in the Bible who is such an artist like the prophet David. This guy... Could play the harp. <laughs> this guy wrote poems and and hymns. Uh, as you know, most of those psalms are songs. Yeah, yeah. They were written for the chief musician, right? So this guy could play the harp. This guy wrote poems. Those those psalms are some of the most art, artistic writings in the whole Bible. This guy could also dance. <laughs> <laughs> His wife didn't like it a lot, but he didn't like, didn't like it a lot, right? She didn't like it a lot. But David, David was such an artistic person. Now, get this picture. I don't see David when he was running away from Saul and all the thing, afflictions he was going through in his life saying, let me write a song today. I hope I get 50 likes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank goodness, right? Thank goodness. <laughs> I hope the psalm says no, no. His psalms were an expression That's of good. what's going on in his life. Mm. Uh, he just wrote them because he wanted to express himself. An overflow, right? An overflow. Yeah, Today it. we are so happy we have those collections of sounds. So that's why I say we must do art first for ourselves. I want to share a story about this woman. Yeah. Her name is Vivian Meyer, if yeah. you can see. Vivian Meyer, you probably heard about her. This the, the person who wrote this book is Pamela Banos, but a lot of people wrote books about Vivian Meyer. Yeah. Meyer. She was this photographer in the 1940s who worked as a nanny for most of her life, mm. a nanny. Okay, what happened was nobody knew about her and she passed away, she died. And years afterwards, I think it was in the eighties, they uncovered boxes and boxes and boxes of photographs Wow. done by this woman called Vivian Meyer. Well, that's, it's the quality of the photographs. They found out that the quality of the photographs were of such high quality mm. that even professional photographers, uh, her work was that standard, and, and that's and over one hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, wow! Yes, photos, very unique photos. She took out photos of presidents. Uh, she got close up and, and took out those photos. So most of her life, she was undiscovered. She was an undiscovered photographer and artist, Vivian Myers. And, and so that's an illustration to us that um, sometimes you just do your art for you. She did it because she loved it. She yeah. loved photography. And she's doing a little job like a, a nanny. You know, uh, I say little, that's that's relative, but you yeah, know what yeah. I mean. It wasn't no, uh, uh, you know, high-paying job. Yeah. But she loved photography. She did you it know, for I her. love that. I was, I was talking to a friend of mine, Ray Hughes, uh, who's a spiritual father of mine for many years and, and about this idea of legacy, you know, and hoping that our art will, will outlast us and that sort of thing. And I'm, I'm reminded, you know, in, in Hebrews, the kind of the, the hall of faith, if you will, you know, these people that, that stood by faith, lived by faith, but not all of them saw, realized the fullness of what it was that was in their heart. And I think, as much as we all want to walk in the fullness of what God has for us now, we can in in measure. There are there will always be those things that we don't see in full until you know yes. we're, with, we're with the Lord. But I, I love the idea that you know we need to be creating, uh, even if those even if those things aren't realized, and if the full dream isn't realized in this life, God has so much bigger plans for the things that we're doing. Uh, yes, in sir. this life that he could pull it out, like you said, 50 years later, 100 50, years later, yep, and yep. still be affecting lives for generations Amen. to come. I mean, yep. how beautiful. So, yep, yep. So, man, you just wrote this book, and, you know, <laughs> as a writer myself, I know that is no small undertaking. It is like birthing a child or the closest thing we guys can know to that. But um, what was the the catalyst for that, and what are you hoping that people are going to gonna take away from this uh, incredible new book? Okay. So the catalyst from that is, first, I was studying uh, Christian evidences or Christian apologetics. And in studying Christian apologetics, I came across some information about art found in the catacombs. Wow. 
Yes. So the catacombs were these tunnels that were dug underground. And uh, in Rome, there are hundreds of them. They run for over 10, 12 miles wow. of underground tunnels. Okay. In the first century times, they were used as burial places. So they buried their dead there. Well, what happened was when the Christians were persecuted, they went down into those tunnels to escape Roman persecution. Well, and they would worship there too. They, right. they would have their worship services there. Well, in that process, they created art on the walls of those catacombs. So one of the famous pieces of art found down there was the Jesus fish. Yes. That famous fish. You know, that we all like to be over. Yeah, yeah. So they found the Jesus, that's where the Jesus fish was, 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 was found. They found uh, paintings of Jesus. This is about, this is dated the third and fourth centuries. Wow. Yeah, early uh, paintings of Jesus Christ. Um, him around his, uh, his apostles around him. There was another painting called the Good Shepherd. And it was supposed to illustrate Jesus Christ. So I, I, you know, I came across all this stuff, and I said, "Man, this." And let me dive deeper into Christian art. And the deeper I dug, is the more I found out. Um, and then, of course, I I got inspiration from your own book. You wrote a book, Matt, that I bought several years back, and you brought up. And here it is. I, have, I got it right here. Oh, unleashing, <laughs> unleashing the heart of the artist. Yes. yes. I bought this book several years ago. And I'll tell you what this book did for me. You mentioned two artists in the Old Testament I never knew about. Bezalel and Oholiab. Yes. Were two artists who God used to build the tabernacle. And uh, man, I, I soaked that thing. I soaked it in. I soaked it in. And I, I made application to my own life because when you read the accounts of these two artists in the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, it says emphatically they were used by the Spirit of God. Yes, yes. By the Holy Spirit. They were gifted by the Holy Spirit. And um, I, I, I dive deep into, into that. So uh, all that stuff inspired me to write you know, this book because I wanted to share some information with people about the power of Christian art, but not only its power, but the history. Yeah, and and part of the history goes way back to Bezalel and Oholiab, and way back to God Himself because He was the first artist. Come on, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you know, I, I just blended a lot of things I learned along the way, Matt, including your own book and what I learned from the Old Testament, and all, all that history that I was I learned in Christian apologetics with 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 the Christian the, the Roman catacombs. And come all up way to the Renaissance. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci with the Lord's Supper and so many Christian uh painters yeah. existed around that time. Yeah. And right up to our current time. So that's that's what the book is about. You know, I'm gonna ask you and uh a, a question, having you know, just done this book and sort of looked at the whole swath, the whole timeline of Christian art and that sort of thing. What do you think God is saying to artists in our generation? And, you know, what would be, is, is there a, 
a theme, a thing that you think God is, is saying as you look through all of scripture, here we are in this generation. What do you think God would say right now to, to artists all over the world? I think God is calling a lot of Christian artists, Matt. I feel a, a huge uh, demand and a hunger. There's a hunger out there for yeah. the gospel. Yeah. And, and, and there's a hunger out there for the gospel in the form of art. Um, and, you know, when we use the word art, sometimes, you know, I talk a little narrowly. So forgive me, those of you all who are outside paintings and drawings, because art is such <laughs> a huge, huge right. word, you know. So crafts, a form of art and, and, and poetry and music. And, you know, there's so many branches to art. But um, I am experiencing and seeing a huge hunger yeah. for Christian art. And I think there are very few of us, Matt, I don't think there are many of us as from, from my observation, everybody's into the abstract art and the right. modern art and the secular art, but Christian art, there is a definite hunger out there for the gospel and uh, visualizing the gospel. And like that girl, she was so impacted by this visual representation of uh, the hem of his garment. Yeah. So um, I, I think God is calling Christian artists. I would love to see a lot more young men and women get into Christian art. Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, it's it's powerful. Um, I, I would love to see churches use more of Christian art. Um, I have another story again. I'll probably share that in a while uh, about the power of Christian art. Um, this one is a, 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 a he's a minister and he reached out to me to use, I have another painting called The Prodigal Son, mm. where he's, the father hugs the prodigal son like this. Yeah. Um, he reached out to me to use it, to hang it up in his office uh, as a form of, he's a, he's a counselor, Christian counselor. And wow. he, felt, he felt that particular painting will register to people as they walk into his office yeah. with all kinds of issues. Uh, and they want some counseling that that, painting will be a form of comfort to yeah. them. So there's a need out there. There's a huge hunger out there for Christian art. Yeah. Well, that's the, the beautiful thing is, like you said, no matter what our creative medium might be, um, we get to submit it to Jesus and he gets to use it in whatever way Amen. he wants to. That's yes, sir. so far beyond our imagination and all of that. So yes, sir. Wayne, thank you for leading the way and thank you for writing an inspiring book that not only informs, but lights people up on the inside to pursue all that God's got for them. I know that people are going to want to get the book and uh, find out more about what you're doing. So where's the best place that, that people can grab the book and also find you online? Yes, the best place is at Amazon.com. It's called Christian Art, uh, a celebration of its spiritual impact. Christian Art, a celebration of its spiritual impact. Wonderful. You can get it at Amazon.com and the Wayne Pascal. I'm always on Facebook. I think you know that. Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram too, so they can get me at Instagram and Facebook. I usually share my art there as Great. well. And we'll put all those links uh, on YouTube and on the podcast. So you can just, if you're watching or listening right now, you can just click right there and go to the links and be sure to grab uh, yes, one sir. of Wayne's books. So Wayne, thank you so much, my friend, for for being on today. It's a joy thank to you. visit with you and all the best to you and, and all that God's got for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for writing that book. Matt, you started this. Okay. <laughs>
Lebo, as we know, God started it. We're just trying to keep up. We're just trying Maybe to stay in the flow. So, anyway, anyway, blessings, my friend. Thank you so much. God. Hey, my friend, it's Matt. Listen, just wanted to say thanks for being with me on the podcast today. I hope you'll take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss anything here on the podcast, as well as leave us a review and let us know how much this podcast means to you. Until next time, my friend, I love you. And remember, you were created to thrive. Bye.